0: The Lord be with you. Amen. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory, Glory to you, Lord. On one occasion Jesus spoke thus, I give praise to you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, for although you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned, you have revealed them to the childlike. Yes, Father, such has been your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son wishes to reveal him. Come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart, and you will find rest for yourselves. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. The Gospel of the Lord. To you, I was immediately struck by the cover of Bill's program because I noticed his birthday, December 12th, Our Lady of Guadalupe. So I can't help but thank Mary. Not only was his wife, but was also his blessed mother in heaven. And I'm sure Our Lady is looking over all of us right now. And I like to crown her the queen of every mass and every homily. So we invoke her presence here, along with Bill's presence, and with all of our loved ones who have gone before us to just help us reflect together on what the Word of God wants to say to us today. As I was praying this morning, the word that I got was bond, bonds of love. And I always like to remind. The congregation at a funeral that the bonds of love that we formed in life with Bill in this case are not broken because of death but now they extend into eternity thanks to the Holy Spirit thanks to the mystical body of Jesus you could say that's the church we have the church triumphant in heaven we are the church militant and together we form the whole body of Christ And so, we are all united. And I think that's something that is always good to remind ourselves of at a funeral. Because we can still be united with our loved ones. And all of the love that you shared is not in vain. It can feel like that, perhaps. Because I always like to say that death is absurd. It doesn't matter how old the person may be. Whether they were an infant or almost 80 death is still absurd because we feel like we should live forever and that's true god made us to live forever with him and sin is what disrupted that plan but even when sin disrupted that plan you could say god was not going to let sin have the final word but he had this great plan for redemption that he would become one of us and that was another thing I was reflecting on this morning. We just celebrated Christmas, not even a month ago. And what is it about the baby Jesus that speaks to us? I think God is implicitly giving us all permission to be needy. That's something that we, we all tend to resist. Nobody likes to admit that they're needy, but the fact is we're all needy. We come into this life very needy. For about the first at least 12 years of our life, right? And so the baby Jesus gives us permission to be needy, needy upon God and one another. And that's how God designed it. We're meant to depend on one another, to support each other. And then you think about Jesus crucified. Jesus crucified gives us permission To weep and to mourn and to cry out to God for mercy and for salvation. Because he himself experienced it, again, for our sake. But that wasn't the end of the story either, was it? We believe that he rose. We're here today with hope because we believe that Jesus is risen. That he's alive. And that because we were baptized into Christ, as Paul says, we will also rise with him there's the source of our hope it's not a dead letter it's a living person the lord jesus who rose for all of us to give us eternal life and then he went to the father's house to prepare a place for all of us he told his apostles that at the last supper he was speaking in Figurative language resembling that of a Jewish wedding ceremony. I'm going to the Father's house, and I'm going to come back for you. Just as a bridegroom would come back for his bride, to whom he was betrothed. And then he would take her to the house that he had built, usually attached to his Father's house. And so Jesus is coming back for all of us to take us to the Father's house. But again, we, even now, can be united with those who are already there. And it's, it's not that we have to get to heaven, because at every mass, heaven comes down to us. Heaven and earth at every mass come together. It's a rather mystical reality, but no less true, even more true, really. Which reminds me of something my dad said, When he was dying about three years ago, he looked at me and he he was rather confused at the moment, but he he asked me, am I dead already? I said, no, dad, you'll know when you die because you're gonna be more fully alive than you've ever been before. And that's so true. The glorified body that we're all gonna get at the end of time, we don't have that yet, but at the very end of time, we all get our bodies back, a glorified body. And that is going to be something that we can't even imagine. So it's pure joy in the Father's house. Even though right now we feel sad. And and rightly so. (laughs) Don't feel bad about being sad. Because again, as I said, death is absurd. And this separation that we feel in the body is painful. It's painful. Jesus wept at the tomb of his friend Lazarus. Even though he, was, he, he knew he was going to raise him from the dead in a few minutes, he still wept. Because even for Jesus, death was absurd. It was not a part of God's original plan. Jesus wants to form a bond of love with all of us in time and in eternity. So we don't have to wait, in other words. In fact, if you know, grandpa could come back and speak to the grandkids or to his kids, as well, what would he say? I think he would say, just listen to what the Lord has to say. When he says that he gives us rest, that he gives us love, that he gives us life. And that love is the only thing that remains. So love one another, just as Jesus commanded us to do. Love one another. Because in heaven there's no faith, right? That which we have to believe now is seen in heaven. There's no more hope in heaven because that which we hoped for is realized. And so one thing remains, as Paul says, love. Love is the greatest gift that we receive from God because he is love itself. And love is the greatest gift that we give to one another. But we can't give what we don't receive, right? We can only give what we have first received. So the Lord invites us today in the gospel, come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. I will give you love. I will give you peace and joy and meaning and purpose. Let me define you. Let me and the Father and the Holy Spirit define you by our unconditional love for you. You don't have to define yourselves. You don't have to worry about how the world might define you. Just keep your eyes on me, listen to me. I will define you. I will be your peace, I will be your joy, I will be your life. So let's make that our prayer, not just for Bill, but for one another. That we can continue to grow in love. That's why life is not static. Life is is not meant to be boring. Heaven is not boring, because we just keep growing in love in heaven somehow some mysterious way we just continue to grow God continues to reveal himself to us and so we keep receiving more and we keep growing we keep developing and that's the encouragement for all of us today is to keep growing in faith in hope and in love and in doing that we make our treasure in heaven a treasure that cannot rot or be stolen as Jesus said but that endures forever. So we'll entrust all of these prayers and petitions to Our Lady of Guadalupe in a particular way and ask Mary and St. Joseph to help us all grow together in love so that we can become all that God created us to be. Amen.